Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Two Peas on a Pod podcast. This is Zach Cordell, and my brother-in-law is here, Austin Griffiths. We're glad to be coming back to you again. And last week, we talked to you about Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we mentioned that at the end of the podcast. We talked about how you can trust in the Lord and trust God for your uh, spiritual well-being as long as other things. And so today we're going to jump back in and talk to us uh, some more about trusting in the Lord and um, about having God prioritized in your life. And so Austin's got a couple scriptures I think he's going to read for us. And we're just going to jump right in today and talk about this um, little topic we've We've planned out, and so I hope it is a blessing to you, and we'll turn it over to Austin. Yes, good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Thank you for tuning in to the Two Peas on a Pod podcast, and uh, this is the way we just felt like going today, kind of forego the normal Tuesday episodes of whatever we end up getting into, And uh, but this is a very relevant topic that we felt like we ought to talk about today so i'm going to read a few scriptures out of luke chapter number 12 and verse number 16 it says and he spake a parable unto them saying the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully and he thought within himself saying what shall i do because i have no room where to bestow my fruits and he said this will i do i will pull down my barns and build greater and there will i bestow my fruits and my goods and i will say to my soul Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then when shall these things be which thou hast provided? So he that saith up treasure for himself, he is not rich toward God. And uh, then it says, And he said unto the disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither your body, what you shall put on. Then he goes on to talking about trusting the Lord and uh, putting God first. But I rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added to you. And uh, that was through Luke chapter number 12. And then if we turn to Matthew chapter 4, if you go backwards just a little bit, in verse number 18, it's a different story and says, And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And straightway they left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother. And in the ship was Zebedee their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and immediately left the ship and their father, and followed him. And uh, the title of this episode, I'm sure you've already seen when you clicked on it, is The Fool or the Follower. Are we going to be the fool or are we going to be a follower? And Jesus gave in this parable in Luke 12 um, to warn the people of covetousness. For there's a rich farmer. He's prospered greatly. He don't know where to put his stuff. And I want you to notice he says the word I. I believe it's six times right there by this rich man. I will. I'll do it. I'll build for himself, his pride, his own glory. And Jesus looked at him and said, it says, Jesus says, thou fool. For he was rich for himself, but he wasn't rich in God. All the barns, food, riches of life, they were nothing 
when it came time for his soul to depart. And that word required right there means to ask or demand back. For he said, thy soul is required of thee. And uh, it's to ask or to demand back. God gives us life, and he can also demand it back from us. You see, God gives us material things in this life. Yes, he does. But he does not give us materialism to worship it, but rather he gives us materials to enjoy them. And uh, and so you look at the text there about the fool. That's all about his stuff. But then he doesn't have a soul right with God. But then you look over at the text in Matthew 4 about James and John, Peter and Andrew. They, they threw down their nets and straightway followed him. The Bible says straightway. It means immediately they left and followed him. Those nets were their career, their money, their, their jobs. Everything they built for in their life as fishermen, they threw it down. It says they left their nets. They didn't follow Christ around in his ministry with nets on their back, just waiting to go back to the job if this didn't work out. And then in the text, we read about James and we read about John. Not only did they leave the nets, they left their father. They left the ship and their father and followed him. And so that's what we're going to talk about, priorities. Priorities. Are we going to be the fool or the follower? And my my big question I wanted to ask on here, Brother Zach, was where does God rank on our priority list yeah where does god rank if god was to show for example someone else or to each other your top priority list your top 10 if you will what would it be would it be money would it be careers would it be your retirement fund sports hobbies some people worship clothes even anything can take precedent over god and uh you know we work for money We got jobs, we do things, we make money, we take care of our family, but only because God allows us to do that. And uh, all of these things this man had was just worthless. But when death came for his soul, you see, eternity doesn't care about our stuff. Eternity doesn't care about our things. And we're we're not against being prepared for stuff. I've got life insurance. All kinds of people do. Why? For preparation. To take care of my family, something happens to me or her, the kids, I like being prepared. I'm someone that likes to pre-prepare about things. And it's not against being prepared. I hope everybody on here is rich. I hope everybody listening has got a good retirement. I hope you got a boat, three cars, a mansion. I hope everybody does. But in the midst of everything you do in life, God has to be number one. And Brother Zach's getting ready yes, to... Yes. Brother Zach's getting ready to take this and talk about trust. But what if your portfolio, different jobs call it different things, portfolio, IRA, retirement, 401k, whatever you want to call it, your pension, what if you've worked everything you've worked for in your entire life? What if it was taken away from you right now? The way this government is, the way our economy is, what if it all drops out tomorrow? You lose your pension, you lose your retirement, what if it's all gone? What if it, and it very well could happen. It's happened to folks all over the country. Jobs, different things lose. They take people's stuff. They take people's money. You're not promised anything. Your bank account can run nope. dry. Everything, just ask Job. Everything can be taken away from you. But we need to be like Job. Though he slay me, 
I will trust in him. And what if you do put all your trust in that stuff? Say, for example, you do put all your trust in your retirement. That's all you think about. That's all you do. Say you do put all your trust in your job, in the economy. You trust the government more than everybody else. I just dropped my mic. More than everybody else. What if God may just take it just to prove to you that God is the only thing you can trust? In covid And I hate to even say that word on here. I said we wouldn't say it. But if COVID's done anything, it's proved to us that everything is temporal. The only thing that is eternal and permanent is having trust in God. And God's looking for somebody that will have a relationship with him and not just an acquaintance. So the question is, where's your hope at today? Where's your trust at today? Is it in God? Or is it in your job? Do you think about your job more than God? Money more than God? Retirement more than God? Sports more than God? Government more than God? Politics more than God? Where is God? Is God number one? Or is he way down on the list? Who are you putting your trust in? Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, David wrote, and he said that some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of of the Lord our God. What was David saying when he said that? Some trust in chariots and in horses. Well, he was referring to the military might of the day. Horses and chariots put off, uh, in that day, they put off a mighty display of power. Many around the children of Israel had chariots and horsemen. That was a great threat to them. Uh, Pharaoh, they say, had about at least 600 chariots, at least 600. The Philistines had about 30,000. The Syrians had 32,000. And it would be like us looking around at the military might of the world today. And if we wanted to put this scripture in a modern context, we could say that some trust in fighter jets and some in nuclear warfare. But we will remember the name of the Lord. That would be uh, or or some trust in tanks, some trust in you know, airline, and I don't know, whatever it might be, but we will remember the name of the Lord. David, through the eye of faith, looked beyond what he saw in the natural, and although he did not discount it totally, uh, he recognized the strength of the horses and the chariots, but he recognized that God is greater than anything. David already had practice at this. When he was just a young lad, David went to the battlefield, and we all know the very famous story of David and Goliath, but he was just a young man. He went out to the battlefield, and when he got there, he heard that this Philistine giant was defying the armies of the living God, and David had faith in God, and he had uh, some righteous indignation there, and he said, I'll go and fight this uncircumcised Philistine, and so he went out to fight the giant, and you know, Saul tried to give him his armor, you know the story, Uh, David looked at him and said, I can't use this. I've not tried it. I've not proved these. And he he wouldn't have nothing to do with that. And I can picture maybe David was writing this scripture here. And he was thinking back to that day. I don't know. But he could look back and he said, some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. And his mind may have went back to that day when he was just a young teenager. Everyone else was afraid when he stepped up. And they tried to put the king's armor on him, but he he couldn't do that. He wouldn't have none of that. And David went out to that battlefield, and he looked at Goliath, and he said, you come at me with sword and spear and shield, 
But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. And then he told them, he said, all this assembly shall know that God saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's. And God brought a great victory that day and delivered the giant into the hands of a child. And I can imagine David thinking back of that and saying, you go ahead and trust in your chariots. You go ahead and trust in your horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Proverbs 18 and 10 said, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and is safe. Some people trust in everything but God. They want to try everything but the Lord. They'll trust in man. They put their trust in politicians. They put their trust in quote-unquote scientists. They put their trust in uh, medicine and, and doctors. And I'm, I'm not against medicine and doctors. I go to doctors. I take medicine. I'm not against that. But they, they put all their hope and all their trust in that. And that stuff lets you down. That old song, my Uncle Henry used to sing it. It said, well, I trust in men to see you through. They're helpless children just like you. Man, man is not impeccable. Man is not perfect. Man will let you down. Some people, like you said, Austin, will put their trust in money, in 401ks, in IRAs, in retirements, and so on and so forth. They'll stockpile it and, and put it all up for later like the, the farmer there in the New Testament. But you can have all the money in the world. And if your soul's not right with God, it will do you absolutely no good. Either it can be gone in a day to a, to a crash in the economy, or perhaps you keep it until you die. Say you keep all that money until the day you die and you've made a mint. You become a millionaire, you've stored it up, and you keep every bit of it. But what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What good is a million dollars going to do you when you die and go to hell? It won't do you no good at all. No wonder the psalmist wrote and he said, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the courts of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Because in the end, what good is it going to do you? If you trust in money, if you trust in man, and that's all you've got, you are, you're, it ain't going to do you no good. David went on to talk about the, you know, the horses and chariots there, what we started with. Some people trust in the military might, and I thank God for our military. I thank God that I live in America, and I wouldn't want to live anywhere else. I'm so thankful for the military power that we have. And uh, I feel like, um, you know, we've got as good of a military as anybody, and I'm super grateful for it. But even that can let us down from time to time. There's, there, our trust has to be in Jesus Christ. There is no other option. There's nothing else. Everything else can and will let you down at some point or another. But Jesus will never let you down. Your trust has to be in him. That old song said on this solid rock I stand. All other ground is shifting sand. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. You got to trust in Jesus. Put him number one. You know, you can have a lot of things can be replaced. You you can have, uh, if you trust in your job, you know, I can, I've prayed this many times and talked about it before. If I lose my job, I can find another job. I can, I can get another job. It might not be fun process. I may have a hard time, you know, during that time, but we can find another job. If your car breaks down, you can get another car. Um, you know, if your if your house something happens with your house, you can get another house. You can get a lot of things. You know, you can you can replace anything in this life. But you what you cannot do is find another savior. There is no other savior. 
You've got to have Jesus. You can have everything in this world replaced, but you cannot replace Jesus Christ. There is nobody else that can save your soul. There is no one else. Your trust has to be in Jesus Christ, and it has to be in him as number one. Jesus has to be number one in your life. And if he is, and I'm going to turn it back to Austin. If Jesus is number one, then you, your life will be so much more satisfied and you will have so much more gratification in your life when you give it all to Jesus. Right. You'll, you'll have the, the best life that you, you never dreamed that you could have when Jesus is all in all. You know, it, it's easy and in today's life, it's easy to get caught up with life. It's easy to get caught up with your job. It's easy to get caught up with money and different things. And if you're not careful, even as somebody going to church, and I know you was talking about being saved and things, and, you know, there's people out in the world that all they worship is sports. All they worship is their job. And it's not a matter of worship. Everybody worships. We was made yeah. to worship. It's in us to worship. God created every human being on this earth to worship. But it's a matter of where the worship's going. He created right, us. Right. That's why we... This is not a podcast. This this is not an episode, I should say, on holiness. But since you mentioned it, if you're a Christian holiness person worshiping sports, shame on you. Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, people worship stuff. But if you're sitting there in a church house, yes. you can find yourself getting cold by putting your worship to something else. You've got to keep him number one. You've got to be faithful to yes. church, not forsaking the assemblies of yourselves together. Church is not an option. God has commanded no. us to go to church. God's commanded us to pay our tithes. God's commanded us to pray, read our Bibles. We have got to give, we've got to make him number one. Everything else has got to be less. I love my wife with all my heart, but God's number one. I love my kids. I give my life for them. But God's number one. Nothing can be yeah. president over God. If my wife, for example, if somebody's wife, if she backslides tomorrow or whatever, I'm sorry. I still got to serve God. You know, everything, God's got to be number one, whatever happens. And I remember hearing one man say this. He said, for the dad that works all day, and he's super tired and wore out and ready for bed, but he gets dressed and takes his family to church revival every night of the week. Wore out, worked hard, but he sacrifices to come out every night of a revival. And those kids are in the back seat, and you know what they're thinking? Man, Dad's tired. He really wants to stay home and go to bed. He is wore out. But he got all of us ready. Mom, he got all, Mom and Dad got us all ready, and we're on our way to church. And Dad is so tired from working all day. This must be really, really important for dad to be going yeah. through all this. And as a young child, six, seven years old, they're learning to be faithful to the house of God. And if you know what COVID's done, COVID has become a crutch for people. And I, I'm not against Mixler. Yeah. I'm not against Facebook Live. All these churches doing all their online platforms. Obviously, I have a podcast. We're not against that stuff. We stated that in our technology episode. But don't use that as a crutch. There have been people, I've preached, you know, different states all over the place, and pastors tell me over and over, I had this before COVID, and I've got this now. They quit coming because of Mixler services. They quit coming because of this. Mixler and Polo and any kind of social media platform is not a substitute for church. God's got to be your number no. one. And if he's your number one, you're going to be in the house of God. 
You're going to be faithful. You're going to be there when the doors are open if God's number one. Right. We need to be faithful and pay our tithes, give our offerings. And some folks that I used to work with, they used to say stuff, and you know some of them that I'm talking about, Brother Zach, and uh, they'd say stuff like, I can't afford to pay tithing. I can't afford to give offerings to a church. And some of those same guys would stop at the gas station every single day and buy a 24-pack of beer, not counting cigarettes and tobacco. And you do the math, a 24-pack of beer every day is over $500 a month. Yeah. You cannot, you, and I, I say this, and we need to cut it short here today, but I'm telling you, I say this a lot of places, you do what you want to do. Oh, yeah. That's, That's right. the truest statement you could make. You do what you want to do. If you want to go to Revival every night, you'll be there. Now, obviously, I know there's folks that work night shift. There's folks that are mandatory, made to work over. Obviously, we understand that. Hopefully, you understand that we understand that. But folks just laying out for church for no reason. People that people have said right now in 2022, I've said I can't go to church because of COVID. If you can't go to church because of COVID, then you need to quit your job. You need to quit going to Walmart. You better not go get no gas. You better not do nothing but sit in your house because you can get COVID anywhere. You need to be in the house of God. Online service ain't going to cut it, and I'm glad for them. There's people that are shut in, people that are sick. I like being on mixed learning things when I'm out traveling, but I go to the house of God, and that's where we need to be. And I don't mean to be harsh today, but I've had this burden on my heart, and I do preach about this. I've had this burden on my heart, and uh, this is our podcast, and so I felt like we needed to say it. I don't want to be a fool. I don't want Jesus to say, Thou fool, tonight thy soul is required of thee. I want to be a follower. If he says, Drop your net and follow me, I want to drop my net as fast as I can and follow him. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, keep God number one. Put him first in your life. And God bless you. And we'll see you, Lord willing, next Tuesday. Hopefully next Tuesday. Thank you for tuning in today. And I remember one quote as we're we're getting off the podcast. I remember hearing, I think it was Adrian Rogers, say this one time. He said, if the devil can't make you bad... He'll make you busy. And I never forgot that. Yeah, that's good. We may never drink a beer. Yeah. You may never cuss. You may never go to a ball game. You may never do anything. You may never go to a rap concert. You may never do anything that most of this world does. But if he can get you to skip your prayer time, it may be just because you got to mow the yard. If he can get you to skip your Bible time just because somebody called and they want to talk to you, they can get you to skip yeah. church, skip revival. If he can just get you busy. Yep. If he can just that's get right. you busy. And that's where a lot of folks are at right now. They're too busy. And they've let God slip from number one down to number two. And slowly, he ain't even made it in the top ten. Because everything else takes precedent over God. All of what we're saying today on this podcast is, I want Jesus. I want to put all my trust in Jesus. If it comes between money and Jesus, I want Jesus. If it comes between my job and Jesus, I want Jesus. If it comes between my land, my house, my retirement, I want Jesus. I want Jesus to be number one. I choose Jesus. For as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. That scripture says, choose you this day whom you will serve. I want Jesus. I don't want to serve nothing else, nobody else. I want Jesus number one in my life. Well, thank everybody. 
We thank you for listening to the podcast today. The two peas on a pod. Hope you enjoyed the content today. Send us an email at two peas twenty one at yahoo.com. T W O P E A S two one at yahoo.com. And as we end this episode today, we usually have the same outro music, but I'm going to switch it up today and we're going to end with a song that our choir sang just uh, about a year or two ago on a new CD project. And Brother Zach, actually, on this podcast, he wrote this song. I want you to listen to the lyrics. It's entitled, I Want Jesus. I don't need riches. I don't need fame. I don't need money. Don't need a big name. I don't need houses. I don't need that. Yeah.